welcome to another episode of A Ghost in the Magazine. I'm Steph. I'm Jay. And this week's movie is The Right. So I just want to point something out really quick. I think it's interesting that the last movie was The Exorcist. And you and I were very uh, anti-demon, <laughs> anti-the things. And here we are. And we're alone. <laughs> just us. Yeah. Yeah. They abandoned us. We were being made fun of too much. And we were like, you know what? Let's be serious this time. We are not going to be serious this time. <laughs> I'm allergic to being serious. Um, but this movie has... It immediately has a completely different vibe. Like, heavy on the Catholic shit, respectfully. Sorry, Jesus. Or When you said sorry, Jesus, I thought you were meant... Sorry. Sorry, Jay. Oh. <laughs> sorry, everybody. Um, <clears throat> but it's different right off the bat because there are no children in this movie. Um, well, okay, no, there are children in the movie. There are children, but they're not the ones directly affected by demonic influence there's a 16 year old my guy i forget that she's 16 i mean so do i so do i and it's their fault it's the movie's fault for doing that they they really they really fucked that up i mean we're getting we're getting ahead of ourselves okay so like there's no elementary school children directly uh impacted by demonic influence is that that's better yeah yeah okay. like i don't i don't think the 16 year old's future career got ruined because of it like reagan's did oh shit yeah i don't think so i don't think this movie had the kind of like uh impact really on people that that movie did either even i mean they tried to juice it with anthony hopkins but um well you know it's 2011 and um I feel like rather than a horror film, what they were going for was a, a quote unquote more factual uh, because this story is actually based off the life of Father Gary Thomas, okay. who you may know because he featured on BuzzFeed Unsolved. Nope. You didn't watch BuzzFeed Unsolved? No. My guy, we need to talk. <laughs> that's, what, that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing here. Um, Enlighten me. But this, this was based on his life. And so the guys from BuzzFeed Unsolved, Shane and Ran, fantastic. Like, Shane and Ran, please come on the podcast. Um, they, they went to talk to him ahead of going to, like, the Sally House, the Winchester Mansion, all these ghost hotspots. And they asked his advice. And... The one piece of advice that Father Thomas gave them was do not be afraid, which comes up a lot in this movie. Okay, so- solid advice. Okay, so you're telling me that Anthony Hopkins. Uh, Lucas, Father Lucas. Father Lucas. I did write it down. Um, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's Anthony Hopkins, you know. I do think that he is um, Colin O'Donoghue's character. Ah! Uh, uh- Ah, okay. I'm not that sure. I'm okay. not sure though, because it's it's inspired by. It's not based on. It's not you know. Colin O'Donoghue. Okay, so first of all, he's the, the main guy. Fucking slutty Captain Hook. I literally okay. It's because 
it's because he didn't have a beard or whatever. The beard is literally like a whole piece of his thing. I'm looking at this man and I'm like, who are you? Like, who are you? He He's low-key, like hot. He's like a little hot priest guy. And I'm like, why do they do that? It's um, the it's the eyebrows. Literally, it's the eyebrows. I Okay, so yeah, it's, it's freaking Captain Hook. It's so strange because I've seen this movie when I was young and it genuinely scared me but it left a really big impact on me because the thing that I was bitching about a lot about The Exorcist was for me the ending wasn't a real resolution for me it just didn't it didn't check my boxes and so I was like fucked up about it shut up um <laughs> but hey, for whose me, box it did check Riggins you be quiet <laughs> take a minute take a minute you always fucking like try and start up a sentence and then you look at me and you just break down again just take a minute i've got lots of squeaky giggles <clears throat> okay so for me this movie has a genuine um resolution it has like a uh a, hmm. i was gonna say it has a timeline like a possession timeline but only when it comes to father lucas in terms of this girl it's it so this movie surrounds curse names uh guy can i can i just say um the name michael like considering what was put at the start of this film like it's a quote from pope john paul ii saying that the archangel michael Mm -hmm. defeated the devil i'm like okay hitting us over the head a little bit with the symbolism but sure go on literally we don't have to be that but like okay um (laughs) regardless so michael's in this weird ass fucking family where they are only either what is it uh what word did he use morticians Morticians? i almost said under or morticians or priests priests. (laughs) i did when watching this i wanted to ask you a question um what two professions do you think your family usually like reels out because i have two in my family, my family? That I, yeah chef or cleaner interesting mm-hmm. we do nurses and teachers oh fancy not more no nah, nah, not not fancy no nah. <laughs> well i would love to have known a, it was just like they give this brief like this is his hometown shit and he's like well this is the part of my life where i gotta decide so i'm gonna mm-hmm. do this fucking school and uh, i want to know why like why is that the only option who decided that like who was the original patriarch who said this is what we're, we're passing down to our boys i don't think that it was like a huge thing because this Michael's an only child, as far as we know. It is a big thing. No, I don't mean that it goes back generations. I feel like his father set up a business and his mother was really insistent on like, because it turns out they're Hungarian, right? I don't know. Because the father prays in Hungary, on in, in Hungarian over you, the wife's corpse. This, you watched this movie this morning. <laughs> or today. I did. I also it's, watched it with subtitles. Okay. I turned subtitles on like halfway through the movie and I watched this a good minute ago. But I'm under the impression it is a big deal because he said, in my family, you're only either this or this. It has to come before his father if that's like a thing that's instilled in his mind. And his father ins- expected him to make a decision. 
Yeah, but it's also, I think, the expectations of his parents because his mother had the idea that he was touched by God. So she's like, you're for the priesthood. And his father's like, do you want to get into the family business? Which is, he runs a funeral home. So it's... Mm, there has to be more people in his family who's priests. I'm, I'm convinced. Uh, sure, sure. I'd, uh, there might be. But then surely the, surely the father superior, who's played by Toby Jones... Um, who is Dobby, by the way. Jeez. Shirley, he would have You have like, to stop calling me Shirley. Fuck off, Leslie Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Not Leslie Jones, the other one. Um, Leslie Jones is the one from SNL, isn't she? Yes. I was thinking of I was thinking <laughs> of the other one, the guy from Airplane. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to derail. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, please continue. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, the Father Superior was like trying to convince him himself but if you have someone in the family who was in the priesthood surely he would have brought them in because they have more of an influence over him not necessarily not necessarily okay so i just feel like church people be like sneaky and and they're trying to get more people in and so i mean they use especially especially catholics at the moment like there is a huge lack of uptake of catholic priests right now I can't imagine why. No, not me either. Hmm. Well, not this guy. He's considering it. So moving on, Mm -hmm. he decides to go to priest school. He gets all the way through those four fucking years. And like towards the end, he's like, I'm going to resign. That's he goes through the seminary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I just feel like he had to have known before the four years was up. So then this sneaky guy was like, oh, you want to resign? Um, well, actually, I think the car accident happened before that. Um, it did. The car accident happened yeah. first. There was a wicked car accident. And if this was a real car accident, I would feel like shit for saying this. But like, what a stupid fucking car accident. It's raining. Okay. This guy, Glasses, what's his name? We're going to call him Glasses. Glasses? <laughs> yes. Toby yes. Jones didn't. He didn't wear glasses. Some, well, then maybe he has a face that should have had glasses. Are you sure? I'm, I'm pretty sure. You're thinking of that because he wore glasses in Captain America. <laughs> Let me tell you another thing about the casting of this film, right? The girl that gets hit by the car who's American, she's Serbian. The, the actress is from Serbia. The guy who's chasing Michael across the street, he's fucking yeah. English. Michael, he's Irish. There's no I, Americans in this film. I love Michael. <laughs> He's my favorite. But okay, so no glasses is <laughs> trying to uh, wave Michael down in the pouring rain. Um, he like trips this girl on a bike, like veers out of control, and a bus just decimates her. And so she's trying to get Michael to read the last rites, and he hesitates because you know he's like, I lack the faith, which. It, is a thing that happens a lot, but you know, so I mean, he does it ultimately, but then he's like, like, we really can't do this. We really can't. So I need to resign. This film does have some parallels to The Exorcist in so much as this <laughs> is a young priest who is an athlete mm-hmm. like the other priest in The Exorcist. Who I love. I love me some Father Karras. Yeah, Father Kar- Karras and, and Kovac Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. I really feel like they were trying to do some. I'm sure they borrowed. 
And Karis is all for like, okay, you need to get her to a psychologist before I'll take a look. Yes, and he's got dark He's hair. also, and he's losing the faith. Yeah. And his parent is an immigrant. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, so I think it's really fitting. A lot of parallels. A lot of parallels. But yeah. let's go on. Let's move okay. past the, the car crash. Um. So no glasses is fucked up because he literally, I like giving people nicknames. He literally Dobby. uses Dobby. this. Dobby's Dobby. fucked up. No, Dobby's a free elf, bro. We can't bother him. He has no time. So The no. Dream Lord from Doctor Who then, because he was a Doctor Who as well. Dream Lord it is. So Dream Lord's fucked up because he takes this incident. He's like, okay, well, if you want to resign, um, you'll have to pay all that fucking money back. Uh, or, or you can go to this class in Rome and then you can reconsider. If you still want to go, then we'll talk about it. Then. I feel like he had no intention of talking about it with him. He's like, you're going to do this and it's going to scare you into being a priest, period. Yeah, that does sound like the Catholic Church all about money. It's messed up considering even though it was an accident, this man indirectly caused Michael's trauma. He tripped and... I think Michael had trauma before this i mean this trauma you know like this um the add-on the the um dlc if you will. <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> the the dlc sandrix extension. <laughs> <laughs> so like what a piece of shit you know what i mean but like i don't put it above respectfully i don't put it above people in the church to be shy like that to get what they want uh, especially if they use, oh, well, it's God's calling. Um, you're going to see the light, whatever. So he goes to Rome and he takes this class. Um, but With he's... Father Xavier. Oh, you who know is the played name. By, who's played by Kieran Hines, who is an Irishman. Not today, he's not. An Ameri- an I- two Irishmen, one pretending to be an American, one pretending to be English, talk about a Welshman. Who is actually Anthony Hopkins? Yeah, I need you to help me keep track of the geography because I don't know. I was they're in Rome. They're in Rome. The scariest place to me, in my opinion. Really? Yeah. Sure, it's beautiful and it's full of history, but like, you know, every time they have something, like they use that as like the focal point for like possession shit. They really do. They do. They do. Yeah. All right. So um, Michael's a very just a non-believer dude. He he really has an explanation for everything. Um, and so this professor guy. Professor Xavier. Oh. Now that um, I think about it, he was also in Harry Potter. He was Eberforth, Dumbledore's brother. Oh my god, not Harry Potter. Um, everybody is in Harry Potter, so yeah, except for us. Well, you were in Harry Potter. Listen now, <laughs> I I actually went to school with someone who was I, I went to school in San Diego with someone who wrote a paper about how the Weasleys were represent who were supposed to be a representation of lower class Irish Catholics. Yeah. And then I was like, no, because she's not that smart. She named the only Irish character Seamus Finnegan during the Troubles, and he was obsessed with pyrotechnics. Yeah, that's a real subtle IRA reference there, JK. She's not a smart lady. Okay. Can I just say, fuck fuck JK, fuck turfs. That part. 
they send him since he's a non-believer to go meet father lucas and he's like try this out and i would have immediately it's an immediate no for me but michael's a ballsy dude and then hot eyebrow lady uh comes up to him and she's like i'm a reporter i want to you know get to know this dude and he won't reply so she basically asked him this fight michael's like i would never that comes after he first sees the exorcism yeah uh, all right rosalia is it rosalia rosita rosalia. It? i don't know her name but you say rosalia and it makes me think of the uh... give me one second i'll figure it out okay where's the cast list yeah uh rosalia it's rosalia yeah like rosary wow okay but it still didn't stop her from getting possessed <laughs> respectfully okay so we're gonna stop talking about the plot now because this is where everything gets crazy he goes to this exorcism and it's the 16 year old girl she's also pregnant and it becomes apparent real quickly that like by how nervous the mom is and like yeah all kinds of stuff that it's in an incest situation and well see i didn't i actually didn't get that until um until your dude said it michael mm. said it okay, i didn't so get that not apparent but it is i didn't actually is. get that she she was 16 either it's easy to forget she's heavily pregnant Mm. um and it's very distressing to see a pregnant possessed woman because your immediate thought is not about her age it's about her baby like is her baby okay but they say that like okay so like there needs to be an entry point for the demon to get inside Mm. so like like there needs to be an opening of some kind like an opening of a doorway so in the exorcist it was reagan playing with the ouija board she opened that doorway Um, and with this, it was literally the sin of her father that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was the, literally the child, both ch- children suffering for the sins of the father. Yeah. I'm getting ill talking about it. Um, let's, let's, let's stop talking about incest maybe. <laughs> yeah. It just um, it was what it was. Unfortunately. So. After that point, um, or during the exorcism, sorry, uh, Michael sees a bracelet on mm. your woman's wrist, which he saw previously in a cadaver. He was dressing up for a funeral in his father's parlor. I didn't even notice that. It was the eye. It was the eye that got me. The eye and the frog. I yes. wanted to ask you what you thought about the animal imagery in this because um, Father Lucas has a weird thing about the cats, the stray cats that gather around the place, but also the yeah. frogs. Yes. Okay. So cats, um, cats are always in my mind like a symbol of protection. After a while, mm. the cats, you don't really see the cats after a while. Yeah. They're literally it, like, like replaced they, by the frogs. They gather around the house, and the time whenever I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but whenever uh, Lucas gets a cut cheek while he's shaving, and that is, I think, the physical entry point for the demon. Can you just imagine a spirit trying to stuff itself inside a cut in your face? That's fucked up. It is, yes. 
However, we do get that imagery earlier in the film as well. Whenever he, whenever Michael has to glue the cut of another corpse like together, and it's on their face. That's fucked up. <laughs> it's 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 mirrored a little bit, I think. But also, um, there's a cat around his ankle at that point, and whenever he cuts his face, that's when the cat runs off. Like it goes, it it screeches and it runs off. Mm-hmm. I think the cats are. A symbol of protection almost and then um, the frogs are different frogs are like a symbol of transformation but also interestingly enough can symbolize uh like cleansing through water because they're amphibians and what's interesting about that is that this all starts in a scene with pouring rain that changed michael's life forever and he transformed mm. into this person at the end of all mm-hmm. of this and then later, whenever Lucas gets fully possessed and he sees the uh, fresco of the Virgin and the Child Christ, uh, it's raining as well. Mm, see, that's the frogs really baffled me for a minute, but then I was like really intent on looking into it later. But and so that just makes a lot of sense. So kudos to them. I didn't look into what mules mean. I think mules are supposed to be like it. They just wanted like a cloved, like a like a cloven hoof. Just go fucking goats. But also, um, I wanted to ask you something about that because do you think that I don't necessarily believe that, like we were watching for the majority of it? Um, Lucas is like, oh, it's the devil! It's the devil! It's the devil! It's not the devil. No, it's. And also, like, guess which demon it is. Uh, the slideshow, the one demon it is that looks like a photoshopped image. That's the one it turns out to be whenever the wow. electrics go off. Wise up, like, lads, come on. We can think of better writing than this. Apparently not. Um, but, I mean, but then they inserted all this animal shit in there. So I'm like, where did you spend yeah. the time? My question is, do you think it was the same demon that was in the little boy and Rosaria, or were they different? Because the little boy still seems to be affected by it. And, okay, I don't, I don't but, think they're the same. You know, like uh, there's no. a, always a thing of like legion, like these things running in packs, like dogs, um, mm-hmm. and a lot of these things. And they're just very unclear about what it is. And I think that that's okay. Like they can keep this kind of ambiguity with the spirit and yeah. still have it be impactful. Um, because mm-hmm. I, I think I just. Can, Go ahead. I, I I just wanted to ask you because it's it's very clear from or not very clear, but it's very confusing from um, the actual film that we're being presented with the same antagonist and not two different ones. Yes, and I also think it's important. I don't know where all of this is coming from, but I think it's important to have an idea of a legion to take down a man as as powerful in faith as him because he was just doing this stuff like left and right and i feel like they would have had to tag team him a little bit to get him to the place he was i didn't think it was very good that they humanized lucas and maybe not in terms of like him saying oh this kid that i was treating killed himself but um and that he lost the faith but that he very much stressed from the outset that I'm I'm just a man. I have issues here. I have issues 
because it, I mean, it, it's traumatic. You know, he was telling him, what specifically did he say? He said that spiritual liberation can take, you know, like weeks or months or whatever. That fucks with me because how is a newbie Michael going to come in here and, 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 and do what he did in this short time span? And this man couldn't get it out of a pregnant teenager. That bothers mm. me. You know what I mean? And then ultimately, you know, it ends up taking the life of the girl and her child. But at the same time, it could be just like the mode of how it happened to her. Like the hooks mm. are in I thought, much deeper. I thought you were going to say like the fact that it took the, the child as well as the girl. Like little mercies because imagine growing up as that child. And, and the way they framed that scene of like so rosary is tied up after trying to kill herself um and she's tied up she's literally chained like top of the bed bottom of the bed hands and legs but then she seems to be having a miscarriage yeah however they're like whenever the police officers talking to them it's like um whenever the police officers talking to them he goes uh she was tied up how could she have done that to the child which kind of insinuates that something like, very drastic happened to the child. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that I don't know what happened to the child. Yeah, no, I feel like we'd have more insight if we read the book, but we're not going to do that. No, so. we're not. No, it's not like an exorcist situation. where We, we run a literary magazine. That's just a thing that's never going to be on my TBR, and I don't feel bad about it. So... Rosaria and her baby don't make it and it sends Father Lucas into this thing and you know it allows him spiraling depression yeah to to for this thing to get at him right there is mm-hmm. this scene like you see you don't see much of him as a, a possessed man before like Michael and eyebrows spring into action but there's this scene and it's like the thing this scene and the end where the things being cast out were the things that stuck in my brain the most after watching it the first time. He's standing with no fucking shoes on and this little girl, I think she asked him to bless mm. her doll and he looks mm-hmm. at her and then he slaps the fuck out of her and like sends her flying and then he just goes about his business and I'm like, really? <laughs> so I have, I have two things about that that I want to say. Firstly, <gasps> Um, you hear Kieran Hines earlier in the film. I keep calling him Kieran Hines. Eberforth, he also <laughs> was in Belfast, which Jeez. won an Oscar there recently. Good job. Kieran Hines says earlier that demonic possession can present itself through early through small things like a tremor and a limb that wasn't there before. Ah, uh, yeah. When, she, when we see her go up to Anthony Hopkins, his hands going. I wondered if this was a like the demons tormenting him that the child went up to him, and uh, and it was a little girl asking him to bless her dolly mm-hmm. when it was a a young girl who lost her child and herself. Like was this mocking, and was this actually Father Lucas slapping the child, or was this the demon? And if it was the demon, we know why, because he's a dick. 
But if it was Father Lucas, like... Like Father Lucas unhinged, like he has no control of his emotions or his anger anymore. Or he sees this as an affront from the devil. Like this is him being taunted and this is how he lets it in. But then again, this guy's gone about in his bare feet and wearing a dressing gown. So maybe he's not in the right mind spiritually or mentally. He's really not there. So, okay. So, all right. The exorcism scene. I loved, I loved that jump scare. Bruh. This Absolutely scene, loved it. Is, in my opinion, this is 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 a, uh, it's very good. Like I really enjoyed it. I feel like uh, I think he talked a little bit too much. Um, but you know, he was saying all the things that like you know to try and get into Michael's head. And as like a possessed old man who has all this working knowledge of exorcisms and the Catholic faith, like he would know. Like he and, and he appeared to, like even though he's possessed, he still appeared to be like pretty fucking in control, you know. And that's like a scary thought when Michael, like this is his first like shit, and his only backup is a fucking reporter lady, you know. Well, see, I think again, it's all bluff and bluster, like we saw in The Exorcist with um, P Money. <laughs> um, it's very much the illusion of strength to a certain extent yes because we know that he's being vigilant because of that jump scare at the start Mm -hmm. when he just appears at the top of by the way my butthole just (laughs) whenever that happened um that was the only time i was like fucking hell in this whole film uh but we know that he's hyper vigilant and he's putting on this air of nonchalant so he's sitting back in a chair he's got a like a poetry book open i think he's probably reading byron or something like that how dare he (laughs) but whenever that happens he just casually he's like oh hi michael (laughs) (laughs) and he's like so should we get started it's very much a power play that doesn't work Mm -hmm. the only thing he can do is to lucas and that includes like increasing his strength a little bit but like fucking with their minds he has no real power physically over any of them except for psychological because mm-hmm. he's old not even that he's old it's just this is the the demon he's who old we shall and call it's one of them low levels one of the if, low if, level guys which will not say his name uh-uh. but i will say the word barback which sounds like his name <laughs> anyways the key to winning this exorcism for michael was Remembering what Lucas said, if you can get its name, then you have total control. You have all the power. Mm-hmm. And he forced its name out of him. And I love that close-up scene of his face, like all like riddled with demon. And he's just like, it's like being sucked out of him. And then his face goes back to normal. And you're like, ah, okay, great. Now that's over. <laughs> I do have an issue with that in so much as um, I think it's the same issue that Elle had with the conjuring, that this is a guy who is not ordained, who just gets faith in like a second, who has been a doubter up until this point. I don't think that would work. Okay. Okay. Hear me out. No, it wouldn't. But (laughs) I still really enjoy it. (laughs) 
I, I brought this up, I think, in, in the last episode about vampire rules. Like um, in Fright Night, when Jerry Dandridge tells uh, Peter Vincent, when he holds up the cross, you have to have faith for that to work. And then later on, because he's mm-hmm. like, vampires are real. He has the faith. I think the rules are different here. I think the rules are very different here. And that's why, like, you have to go to school. Uh, you, ha- you have to study. And you really have to not be afraid. And I guarantee you that Michael was peeing his pants. So, but he did it. I, I would know because Michael's expression this whole time has just been eyebrows in this ship. Like, mm. excuse me, I really no, appreciate it. He's never terrified or angry. He just he's, looks perplexed the majority of the time. He's too hot. To be terrified. Listen, no, 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 no. This is 2011. He's like prepubescent at this stage, almost. He's not prepubescent, okay? He has a I know, but shadow I'm go- of a beard. I'm going by the once upon a time uh, version of Michael, the slut Captain Hook. <laughs> this was pre slutty days when he was a priest, you know? I don't know. This seems real Tumblr era. <laughs> Everyone has a story. I'm not going to judge him for his. You don't know. You don't know him. You don't know know what he's been through. You don't, because they don't show anything at the beginning of this movie. We don't know what happened before that night at the bar. We don't know. Well, we see some flashbacks, but that's kind of... That's nothing. Respectfully. I don't like that they build up like like there's going to be a potential romance between Angie and uh, Michael. Um, no, here's, here's where you're wrong. Here's how I dissected that. There was never going to be a potential romance because eyebrows is way too hot for him. Okay. And she used her hotness to get what she wanted. And then she was like, on to the next. She sent him that story and she was like, "Boop, I'm too big for you. You're just a priest. Let me ask you a different question. Would he, would his levels of hotness have gone up? had he actually used his own accent and not an American one? 110%. Yeah, there we go. Okay. <laughs> but he didn't. No, he didn't. Oh, I did want to talk about um, sort Ooh. of the <laughs> juxtaposition of Father Xavier and Father Lucas. Okay. Because Lucas dresses in black, he's unorthodox. Um, Anytime we see Xavier, he's always in that white guy. Mm-hmm. And he never really has time for people. Because he's a fucking you know nerd. I mean? No, but he can't. Like, he, he couldn't teach practically. He had to teach with, like, he's in this high-tech, like, um, fucking lecture hall. He can't teach without the electrics. However, Lucas has nothing. He lives in this little derelict, like, plaza but he does more for michael and i think that is very much um that's how the church be it, well that's what i was going to say if nothing else it's a great statement on where the church was in 2011 with i believe benedict was still in charge then you know darcidius uh this was pre-francis and i think <laughs> francis has done a lot for the Jeez. church <laughs> i don't know those old white men okay I know, you know Papa Francisco, though. Like, vaguely, though. Like, they don't come to uh, dinner or anything like that. You know what I mean? I got you. Yeah. You know who'd come to dinner? Michael. 
I would cook for Michael any day. Anyways, um, <laughs> you know what? Actually, we reached out to Shane Top. No, not Shane Top. We reached out to Shane Maday and uh, Ryan Bagara at the start of this, saying, "Hey guys, come on the podcast if you ever hear this." I want to reach out also to Father Gary Thomas, who was the inspiration for the right. Uh, I want to reach out to you, Father Thomas. I would really like to have you on the podcast just to talk about demonic stuff. Steph would not, but I'll have you. <laughs> I Yeah, you can't see my face because it's a podcast, but I will pass on that. Uh, once again, respectfully, but I'll pass. Final thought? Do not be afraid. Yeah, that's really the key, kids. Even though we're talking about horror movies, you really have to—you really have to not be afraid. The key is here, and realizing that as a human being, you hold all the power. Uh, I'm gonna stop talking about it because <laughs> it just stopped being jokey, jokey to me. Oh, uh, because I was thinking about church stuff. <laughs> Even well, that's the thing. I think what what makes this less scary than the exorcist even though they deal with the same thing and you do see some body horror in this as well um how this differs from the exorcist is that the exorcist was very much we don't understand this there is no rule book for this we're lost whereas this one lucas sort of comes in being like it's all guesswork but i kind of got a handle on it yeah because it may be all guesswork, but there are rules and there is a timeline and there was a resolution. Yeah, it's like uh, with Lucas, at least, it's like there's a level of protection here. For it's all them cats. Yeah, it's all them fucking cats. I love them. You know, that makes me feel extra safe out here in Miami Beach because there's tons of stray cats <laughs> over here. <laughs> My yeah. favorite, I call grandpa. He just looks like a sweet old protective Hello. old man. On the um scary scale what do you put it on the scary scale ah it was like a six you know um you know you know me i don't do numbers oh okay creepy wise this is um below splice yeah but above gremlins you know (laughs) yeah this film stars anthony hopkins you know you may know him as hannibal lecter um, Oscar award winner for uh, I think the elephant man and also the father and um, you may know him primarily from his work in the Transformers series the last night <laughs> no 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 literally every time I think of Anthony Hopkins I think of this movie and then also Silence of the Lambs, but specifically for talking about eating that man's body part with baba beans and a nice Chianti because people were roasting him. I think it's Chianti. I'm like, does it we really, We really got to do Silence of the Lambs and Hannibal on this podcast. We don't do enough slashers. I know, but you know, your birthday month and then my birthday month and I mm. love to be a good slasher. Party. I'll, I'll trade you uh, no. Chucky for Hannibal Lecter. Oh, bet. Have it. Right. It'll be my two faves. It's been lovely. Um, but the possession fun continues in a more lighthearted manner. So the next movie is going to be John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness, which I don't think any of us have seen. 
I didn't even hear of it. I took suggestions on Twitter, which speaking of, you can follow this podcast on Twitter at GITM Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at WitchXPudding. You can follow me at Atlas underscore Snow. Okay, bye.